Maybe I'm crazy, but Heat Nation, mm -hmm. three or five in the house. Let's get it. Welcome to the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. I'm Joy Taylor. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hope you're healthy and doing well. It is the NBA playoffs. So we didn't do my predictions last week, but I'm going to give my honest predictions. I'm going to keep it real, even though the playoffs have already started and we've had some crazy stuff happen. I'm still going to give my predictions from before the playoffs started. You can look on Fox Sports Radio at my bracket, so I'm not making anything up. Joined by the crazy gang, Heller, Donnie, and of course, T with the culture report this week. Let's get started with Wit It or Quit It. Wit It or Quit It. Quit It. We about to turn up in this bitch. All right, Heller, what's up and Wit It or Quit It this week? What's going on? Top of the show this week, huh? Yeah. Yeah. No pressure. No <laughs> pressure. I'm going to crush it. I got you. I got you. Okay, so these NBA playoffs tipped off on Monday, and the first full day of consequential basketball had everything. Overtime, ejections, a rookie record, and a Donovan Mitchell 50 burger. We're in the middle of day two. We already had an upset. Your heat snuck snuck through there. Uh, but watching basketball all day is glorious. Um, you're going to run through your picks for all these series in a second, but let me get there with this. Joy. Bron Bron is going to win-win his fourth ring ring in the bubble. Win it or quit it? Quit it. He is not going to be winning a ring this season. Now, I do think he's going to get to the Western Conference Finals, which I'll get to in a second. But uh, before I get to my picks, I do kind of feel like I'm very interested in seeing how everything goes with the Lakers tonight against the Blazers. Um, he oh, just kind of has this weird sort of energy about him. It's very stoic. Right now, he keeps talking about, LeBron. you know, kind of, yeah, LeBron. Just kind of the struggles that he's having in the bubble and how this is going to yeah. be the greatest championship ever won just because of the circumstances. It's very interesting kind of his mood uh, surrounding the bubble right now. I just, I just this, find he's it He's a little distant right now. Even though, he he's, even though Space Jam's coming out, he's a little – he's letting Space Jam talk for him instead of himself kind of. Perhaps. But let's get to my picks real quick. So uh, so I kind of spoiled it there. The Lakers are not going to win the championship. But And just to be clear, obviously we did not do the picks last week, which we should have done. But honestly, these are the picks that I put in on my Fox Sports I'll, Radio bracket. I'll vouch also, too, because I received them before the games had started. So I'll, okay. I'll vouch. Right. Okay. So obviously Bucks magic. <laughs> Bucks lost game one. A little embarrassing. Um, but I'm still going to go with the Bucks in the series. I don't think there's any reason to panic. Okay. I, I don't love that, but uh, going to need a little more out of Chris yep. Middleton. I'm still going to go with the Bucks in that series. The eventual champions lost their first playoff game to the Magic last year also, so maybe it's a, maybe it's a blessing instead of This is true. This is true. So everyone calm down. Heat Pacers is going to be a really long, tough series, but I'm going to go with my Heat. 305, 305 till I die right there. I can't really see it. I don't know why it was so bad, so difficult to do that. There we go. Um, I had trouble with that earlier as well. So I'm going to take the heat in that series. Jimmy Butler was great. Dragic was giving me a little bit of stress earlier in the game, but came through in the fourth quarter. Um, yeah. So I'm taking the heat in that series. Sixers, Celtics, I mean, clearly I'm taking Boston. Uh, Joel Embiid is a... The Sixers are a tragedy. They're just a tragedy. I'm over the process. It's not going to happen. Boston wins that series. Nets, Raptors. Nets were a very cute story. Next year, I'm all in on the Nets. I'm going to say this now. I've been saying it. 
the Nets are going to be a problem next year. They've got a good Once culture set. They're going to bring in Ty Lue. Kyrie's going to be back. KD's going to be back. And they're going to be breaking hearts all across the Eastern Conference. And I say that fully being a Heat fan. They're just going to be a problem. I like that Ty Lue step over scoopage right there. Although I think they'd be better off trading Kyrie, but I think Ty, that Ty Lue angle you brought up is pretty interesting. No, I think they keep everybody together. Uh, but the Raptors are going to win this series Probably. easily. Uh, they were up by 33. Let them come back for some reason. But no, Raptors are taking that series. Moving on okay. to the next round. Uh, or I'm sorry, to the Western Conference. Lakers, Blazers. It's up. It's yeah. Good stuff. So this is this is the this is the series everyone is talking about, right? Lakers, Blazers. Lakers, Blazers are going to be the Lakers. Oh, trouble. I don't think so. Now, obviously, I'm doing this prediction. Um, I'm not giving a game prediction for all these series, but this particular one, I'm going to because, listen, I love Dame Lillard. I love CJ McCollum. I love the Blazers, okay? I say this all the time. But the Lakers are going to flip a switch. LeBron is going to snap out of whatever it is that's going on right now, and they are going to win this series, I think, in five at the most six, okay? It's not going seven. Everyone calm down. It's... No, it's not going. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's going this many. This many. <laughs> this many? Yeah. No. Uh, the the Lakers are winning this this series. It doesn't matter if it goes to seven or not. The the Lakers are winning this series. Clippers, Mavs, uh, great game. Stupid ejection uh, from Chris Stapps. Like, just stay away from that if you already have a tech. Although I really didn't like the technical. Doesn't matter. You know you can't get two techs. You're going to get ejected. The stupid rule for the playoffs. Right. But uh, regardless, he, that that game was not winnable by the Mavs either way. Clippers are going to win that right. series. Jazz yep. Denver is very interesting. Now I have the Jazz in this series, but Donovan Mitchell put up, as you said, a fifty burger, fifty-seven points, which was out of his mm-hmm. mind, and they still lost because Jamal Murray and Djokovic yep. are unbelievable. So I I think this this series goes the distance. Um, but I'm going to take the Jazz. At the end of that series, okay. See Houston. Yeah. I know everyone's freaking out about Westbrook. I'm sticking with Houston. Uh, I I I don't love that Westbrook's going to be out for a couple games, but I still think that Houston is the better team in this series. So I'm going with Houston. Never thought I'd root for Oklahoma City in anything, but here we are. Yeah, well, you don't like Houston. Um, you can't go there anymore. It's the Rockets. But- <laughs> Houston's fine. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Bucks Heat. Uh, reluctantly, I have to take the Bucks in this series. Uh, I just, I mean, it's it is what it is. Like Giannis is the MVP, and yep. I, just, I just don't know that we have enough. So I'm gonna go with the Bucks in that series. Boston Toronto is very interesting, but I'm going Toronto over Boston. Lakers Houston. I'm going Lakers Clippers Jazz. I'm taking the Clippers in that series mm-hmm. as well. So I move on to the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. Bucks, Raptors. Going with the Bucks. Giannis and the Bucks are going to be in the NBA Finals where they will meet. Well, I was earlier. I said that LeBron wasn't going to win it. Um, they're going to meet the Clippers, and the Clippers are going to win the championship. Yep. I picked the Clippers at the beginning of the season. This is the finals prediction I had at the beginning of the season. I know it's very edgy, very edgy, but I'm going to stick with it. It's going to be the Clippers and the Bucks in the finals, and the Clippers win the greatest championship in the history of the NBA. Will, will, will Braun still think it's the greatest one if he doesn't win it? That's true. Well, he's on wax now, so he can't back off. It's legit. Clippers fans, get ready. It's going down. I don't know if they're ready. They, they never thought this day was coming. Well, they've never been there before, so they don't yep. know how to act. Um, all right, moving on to a fan base who's also seemingly never been there before, maybe <laughs> in the 50s or something, the Browns won. Anyway, I uh, wrote a little song for Baker Mayfield. You ready? Yes. 
Okay. It's country, and that's not normally my bag, but here, here we go. His name. Wait, hold on. Actually, let me get. The, I'm gonna get the microphone out a little more seriously. How's it sound? Still good? Mm-hmm. Still solid? Sound. <laughs> All right. His name is Baker Mayfield. He's a really intense young man. When his team takes the field, it doesn't look like he has a plan. He stomps his feet and throws a fit, but he's never keen to fight. The bar. Arrington said it best. Baker's all bark, no bite. Joy. Kind of some bars. Not terrible, right? Joy, Baker Mayfield is a backup if he doesn't ball in 2020. Win it or quit it. Win it. <sighs> so you worked in Keen into yep. a country start- song. Country. That's that how you country be, right there. That might be too big of a word for a country song. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love country music, but uh, I don't really. But yeah, um, I, I I love country music. Um, so Levar Arrington said that bakers are all bark, no bite. I don't know yep. if I I don't know if I if I totally disagree with that, but we're gonna it was, see. It, it it was part of a bigger metaphor. Like I I kind of like I took like the the clipping from the headline out. There's a whole he chases you down, but then he just wags his tail. You know, hmm. interesting. I like dogs like that. I'm not interested in dogs that bite. But uh, for the metaphorical yep. purpose, I am definitely interested in dogs that bite. But for the Clevelands, <laughs> they are, they're really interesting this year. So ever since Kevin Stefanski's gotten there, they've taken this, this completely different approach to their hype and uh, what, what expectations they're going to have. Even the, even the owner came out and was like, yeah, we can't have the same kind of expectations we had last year. I'm like, huh? What? what? Your expectations would be higher. You have Kevin Stefanski who legitimately should have been a head coach, right? As opposed to Freddie Kitchens, who right. we've never even now. heard of it before in our lives. Um, you pitched us this this complete uh, smorgasbord of talent and uh, no head coach and complete dysfunction and Baker promising uh, playoffs and talking about Super Bowls and all this nonsense. This is the year you should actually have expectations and now you're dialing right. it back. And I think that's Stefanski actually trying to establish a culture and like – putting down some framework, like, hey, guys, uh, we have to actually have to go out there and do something before we run our mouths like we're Super Bowl contenders or even really like playoff contenders because we're in the AFC North with the Ravens and the Steelers. So maybe let's just chill out and stop trying to dial up all this attention and actually go out there and win some games, which I've always felt should be the Cleveland Browns whole MO, period. Like that should be the culture of the Browns. Be understated, be tough, be legit. Be talented, but not showy. Just stop trying to tell me all the things you are and you're really not. And I feel like that's always what Cleveland does. Cleveland's always trying to tell me what they are. Just go do it. What are you now without LeBron James? Nothing. Nothing, Cavs. All that uh, pumping your chest, pounding your chest, telling me how great of an organization. It's not a great organization. LeBron James is the greatest player in the NBA. That's what it is. You're not a great organization because you're right back to being trash the Mm. second you went to L.A. And the second he went to Miami, it was the same thing. And with the Cleveland Browns, it's the same noise every single year. So I actually like that they're doing that because this is what they should be. They should be a simple, hard, tough, legit, hardworking, strong culture team that just goes out there. They're just gritty and they win by grinding it out and they're not over the top and they're not trying to tell you how great they are. They're not flashy because that's not what Cleveland is. So be who you are. 
So I and I don't know if that works because you got Odell Beckham, who is the the biggest superstar in the NFL. I was gonna say you have Baker Mayfield, who has the biggest chip on his shoulder of any player in the NFL. You've got yeah. a lot of talent. Good Jarvis Landry, Miles Garrett. Like these yeah. are not quiet personalities right. at all. And I'm not saying that they have to necessarily be quiet, but the culture of the team has to be we show, don't talk. And I don't know. We'll see. I, all I want to do is see with the Browns this year. I'm not making any predictions. I'm not falling into any traps. I just want to see what you do. Go show me. And to their credit, the Browns have been following that mantra. Baker admitted that he was not in shape last year, that they weren't in the right situation last year. He basically admitted everything that Colin had been saying this whole time. He had a little Zoom uh, therapy meltdown session there. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, he had, I don't a, come, know if I he had a come to call him moment. <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily would have advised him to do that, but to your point, I don't know if Baker is the right guy to lead a blue collar team. I know he's a, a, a double walk on bootstraps guy, but he's also manzellish. I don't want to, I don't want to put he, that he's, on him. But. So he's manzellish in that he's, he's, flashy and he celebrates and he's in yep. your face and he's got that you know in football dog, if he doesn't but, yeah. but no bite in him thing i like that about his personality i don't know if that necessarily fits what the browns are trying to do to your point but also he was he's young like i think he's growing up as well and the older that you get the less that you want to do stuff like that like the, the, the more that you realize you yeah. have to be in charge of everyone. Michael Vick talked about this, that, that one day a vet just pulled him aside and was like, you can't be celebrating with everybody. You're the quarterback. You can't get too high or too low. It's a very important personality factor yeah. in being a leader that you can never get too high and you can never get too low because everyone follows your lead because you're the leader. So I do think that he is coming into his own as far as his responsibilities go. And that's kind of sad. You know, as you get older, you kind of turn into more of your parents and you realize like, man, I got to wash the dishes and nobody else is going to do them. And I actually have to call the customer service representative for my insurance yep. company as much as I want to call my mom and make her do it. You know, like the, you, you <laughs> just grow into these things and it, you know, it's like yep. you want to stay a kid for your whole life. I love Baker. I think he's great for the league, but this, this was a necessary change. And to his credit, they're all following the mantra. I just want to see what they do this year. Yeah. Uh, growing up is good, though, too, because, like, it not being hungover is pretty cool. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I haven't figured I, out how to do that yet. <laughs> and also, I like I like mornings. I didn't realize I like mornings. I like mornings now that I'm an adult. You can get a lot done, you know, feel really accomplished by 9 a.m., and then the rest of the day is kind of smooth sailing. Yeah, we're so old. We, we really are, but <laughs> so we're still the youngest people in our industry. True. Cheers. <laughs> All right, Donnie, what's going on? High key, low key this week. All right, high key with new camera angles, virtual fans, playing games, and messages on jersey and courts. The NBA has delivered on the promise of presenting a whole new game. Low key, some of the innovations to come out of the bubble should be here to stay. I'm all for it. Yeah, uh, definitely low key. I think we should keep the jerseys. I I like that. I think that was a great idea. And um, you know, I, I I don't know if having Black Lives Matter on the court is going to stay across the country, but the jerseys should definitely stay. I mean, I'm cool with Black Lives Matter being on the court as well. Um, yeah, that'd be got no problem I, with that. Yeah, and just selling jerseys with with the the sayings on them is is a dope idea as well. Low key. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so I love the side angle camera, but there's kind of no way to do that with fans. So I don't know how they could they could keep that camera. But look, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm kind of still with the virtual fans. Like I thought I was going to completely hate yes. them, and now I think it's kind of a cute thing. Like I think that they should sell awesome. a row of virtual fans at yep. at the arenas now. Like I know everyone like when they first came out, everyone was like, "Is this mad corny?" But now I think it's cute. I like that they keep showing like different celebrities and people's families and stuff on them. And I do actually think it's it really makes cool. for a good um, atmosphere considering the fact that there are no fans there. So I mm-hmm. loved it. I think that the bubble has looked great. It's been fun to watch. We had the heat game today, which was super stressful for me. Um, <laughs> yeah. The Clippers it game was amazing. Out, I mean, Jazz Nuggets, unbelievable. So, yes. yeah, I mean, I definitely think, and I mean, the play-in game. I mean, come on. We got to yeah, keep playing. Yeah, man. It was awesome. That was yes. keep that. amazing. So let's keep that yeah. moving forward into next year. Um, I know we all keep talking about this as if it's like we just know it's going to be over next year. It's like we've all collectively decided that this is like 2020 <laughs> is a done deal, but 2021 is going to be totally different. Uh, back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm so sure of that, but we keep all talking about it like it's going to like hit New Year's and like everything's going to be back to life. I hope yeah. so. But I, we all keep talking about it like that. And so. it's just positive thinking. We're putting positive vibes out there. I hope But so. also, low-key, I kind of hope Jimmy Butler uh, capitalizes on this his coffee thing. I want to see some Jimmy Butler coffee shops popping up around the country coming out of the bubble. Because, low-key, I've heard that his coffee is the bomb. Yeah, so the coffee thing was a big issue in the bubble. Uh, people getting good coffee. Because I guess they don't have a Starbucks or something. I feel you, though. Because yeah. I got to have my coffee in the morning. It's I, I, It's... If I don't, it's like my entire routine is messed up. So yeah, yeah. maybe give me some Jimmy Butler uh, cafecitos in Miami. That'd be dope. Awful. Yeah. High key baseball's unwritten rules conversation flared up again when Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a grand slam on a 3-0 count while they were up seven on the Rangers. Low key, unwritten rules are trash. If it's unwritten, is unreal. Get out of here with it. Trash. You boo. know how I feel about unwritten rules. Big time boo. Super whack completely useless. No one understands them. Every time we talk about baseball on a national level, it's either because of a fight or some controversy with the unwritten rules, unless, of course, it's playoff baseball, which is the best. It's so annoying. No one cares about this random 3-0, gotta walk him, can't take the swing. What are you even talking about? This is professional sports. There's no such thing as too big of a lead. Ask the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, yes. if they had a big enough lead. What are you right. talking? There's no mercy rule. We're not children learning the values and integrity of sports. You get a check. If you don't like it, go stop him. That's your J-O-B. Nobody exactly. needs to take it easy on you. I don't want any freebies anyway. I'm not here to compete. I want you to beat me straight up. What are you talking about? They like shamed him. Then his manager shames him. Then he's got to come out and apologize. Can you guys stop being such fun suckers? Stop sucking the fun out of everything. Just enjoy the game. Just go play. Who cares? You know what the thing about baseball that drives me absolutely freaking batshit is that all they can ever talk about baseball people, oh, Pete Rose, oh, Ken Griffey Jr., all these all-time greats who are nothing but fun. Pete Rose is a lunatic. He's running people (laughs) over. His nickname is Charlie Hustle. You know what Ken Griffey Jr.'s nickname was? The Kid. He's enjoyed playing baseball. Oh, cool. Enjoy the yes. flair of baseball. The best baseball experience I ever had 
It was the World exactly. Baseball Classic in Miami. I couldn't believe the experience. Just the fans mm-hmm. just enjoying themselves, bat flips, pageantry, show-offs. That's what yeah. you need. It's, an, it, it, it's an entertainment. You're going to sit there. Hmm, this is the wrong, wrong way to play a game. Uh-huh. What game? What game? The game that had two decades of rampant <laughs> cheating? Like, what, what game? The game that the Ashes just stole the World Series in? What are you even talking about? When did it become, like, the sport of kings? We, we play this with dignity and respect for the game. <laughs> Get over yourselves. It's baseball. It's still a game. Enjoy it. It's a game. It's international. It it's young. It's fun. Roll with it. We sit out here with these unwritten rules. You can't even get baseball players with all real rules, let alone unwritten rules. And who can? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? If you don't want him, who to cares? Him, if you don't want him to grand slam, hit a grand slam, don't throw him a meatball. Solve. Exactly. How about don't load Strike the bases? Solve. Don't get mad. So Just tired get better. of hearing about it. So it's so chalky and corny, and it's just. It's upsetting. Like, let him be great. Can he be great? Can we have nice things, please? Yeah, please. That's all we ask. All right. High key, speaking of baseball and breaking rules, the Cleveland Indians are a game and a half out of first place in the AL Central and have the lowest ERA in the majors. Low key, two-fifths of the rotation responsible for that ERA just got demoted for breaking protocol going out in Chicago. Joy, what is going on in Cleveland? <laughs> well, first of all, they need to change their name. But yes, the Cleveland first baseball team, uh, they're doing the right thing. So the veterans on the team were like, straight up, we're going to opt out. We're not going to play if you don't uh, quarantine these players who broke the quarantine rules. So they went out. They weren't doing anything crazy. Allegedly, they just like went to dinner, like hung out with a couple friends and were trading baseball cards or something. But the point, it's not the point. Like the point is you left the hotel yeah. and you broke the protocols. It doesn't matter what malicious thing or non-malicious thing you were doing. And the best part of it is these players then started blaming the media. The media is so awful. The media is so awful. Media this, fake news, looking for negativity, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, it was your own teammates that wanted you off the squad until you were quarantined and wanted you to be reprimanded for breaking the rules. Why is that? Hmm? Is that the media's fault? Or maybe it's just your fault. Maybe it's your fault because you did something you knew you weren't supposed to do. You knew you weren't supposed to leave the team hotel. Shame on you. We're living and operating in a quarantine, a a pandemic. We're trying to make it through sports seasons where there's billions of dollars in the line, millions of your own dollars in the line, and your teammates, and you're completely disregarding them to go do whatever it is you want to do. Shame on you. Deserve the the criticism and the, the, the walk of shame. 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 I don't care what you were doing. And your teammates clearly didn't care what you were doing either. Just follow yeah, the rules. So it's not that hard. You can go rules. do whatever you want to do when the season's over in a couple months. For now, stay in line and do what they ask you to do. It's not hard. I'm tired of everyone acting like doing the bare minimum to try and keep other people safe is such a hassle. Like, I can't wear a mask. I can't wear a mask. I can't breathe. Well, maybe, you know, next time you go into surgery, emergency surgery, your doctor says the same thing and breathes their germs all over your insides while they're out on the table, while they're operating on you. I bet you they don't, I bet you they can wear a mask and breathe while they do that, huh? Because they, because right. you can breathe actually when you, when you wear a mask. Yeah. It's my right. It's my right. It's my You're right. Stepping on my liberties. It's, it's my right. It's actually not, it's not your right at all. It's not your right at all. Rules and laws yeah. change all the time. It's, it's a privilege. And um, just so you know, your minor inconveniences, forget could help other people, could actually protect could protect yourself while you're being so yes. selfish. Maybe just remind you that this could actually protect you, protect you as well. But you know, whatever. I don't 
I don't know anything. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not a doctor. I don't know anything. Neither are you. You don't know anything either. You don't know anything. You don't know anything. So just follow the rules. Do your best. No one's asking you to be a lunatic out here. Just be responsible. And so these players were responsible. Trying to blame everybody else. Blame the media. Whatever, bro. Follow the rules. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Just do it. All right. High key. Friend of the show, Chris Godwin, recently spoke about Tom Brady's arm strength, saying, quote, I'm glad people are talking down about it because I know the truth and I'm excited about what's to come. Low key, Chris isn't being all that low key about Brady's arm. He's <laughs> spilling the beans. He's asking about <laughs> secret. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> yes, Chris Godwin, friend of the show. I am, you know, the thing about this whole Tampa Brady thing is I feel like the hype is really starting to build. The closer that we're getting to the season, the more expectations we're starting to heap on this Tampa team. I do yeah. think they have a great receiving core. Obviously, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. They have great tight ends. They've got a lot of nice, nice pieces. And Brady doesn't throw interceptions. And Jameis Winston threw a lot of them. I just think, um, look, the arm strength thing, strength thing with Tom was never was never a thing to me. I don't believe in arm strength. You don't need to chuck a ball over those mountains to win a Super Bowl. Tom Brady's won yeah. six of them. I, I really don't feel like it's that big of a deal. Like, is it nice to have a very strong arm? Sure. But playing quarterback is about decision-making precision, not necessarily arm strength. And who evaluates arm strength anyway? Like, oh, can, you, uh, do, can you 50 curls, those 50, 50 dumbbells? <laughs> yeah, with your biceps looking like, bro. <laughs> throw, throw that ball 90 yards right now. Boom, throw it, boom. I don't care about that. Like, it doesn't do anything at all for me. So I've never understood, yeah. like, the arm strength argument anyway. I think people just gas themselves up into thinking that they're, like, these elite quarterback evaluators because most of the quarterback evaluators that I hear from say that that doesn't even really matter that much. It's, it's I mean, it's a nice thing to have, but certainly not the most important thing. I just yeah. think it's more about the Tampa hype and how much we need to just monitor that. I'm, I think the teams that should probably yeah. be hyped up right now are teams that are not actually being hyped up. They're the teams that are returning the same coach and quarterback and mostly the same starters. And, you know, those are the teams that are more like, hmm, yeah, keep an eye on those guys. Maybe we should be watching them, like <laughs> don't forget. Know, the Ravens and the Chiefs and the Saints. Yeah, don't and, forget. Yeah, they're the ones that I'm actually concerned about. I'm I'm really interested in all these other teams. I want to see what happens. I'm not being a naysayer, but I just think, you know, it's I, I don't know how great everyone's September is going to be with all these new people. Hey, T, what's going on in the Culture Report this week? Hey, Joy. So LeBron posted a video of him wearing the Toon Squad uniform that we'll be seeing in the Space Jam sequel. Enjoy. They're pretty dope. They're, the colors definitely stand out, and it honestly made me want one. Uh, I am wondering, though, like, where's the trailer? I haven't seen the trailer for this uh, upcoming movie. I mean, will it have the same plot as the original? Can we just assume we'll get, like, a CGI of Looney Tunes? Like, who really knows? But as a kid, I definitely loved Space Jam starring Michael Jordan. So, and I also grew up on the Looney Tunes, of course. So that's a plus. But I know this generation is going to definitely appreciate LeBron James um, in the new Space Jam sequel because, you know, these kids, are they grew, they grew up on LeBron James. So I like LeBron James as a person, as a basketball player. So I definitely don't mind this sequel. Joy, what are your thoughts? So I also grew up on Space Jam. I grew up on Michael Jordan. I thought I was going to be Michael Jordan. Obviously, I have no problems (laughs) with jerseys either. And, like, to be fully honest, like, you know, the original Space Jam jerseys kind of lacked a little bit of flair. 
They were kind of basic, if we're being honest. I was Babs Bunny for Halloween three years ago, I think. Um, so, And I love Space Jam. Like, I think it's an all-time great sports movie, to be honest with you. And I love Looney Tunes. But my question, I've had lots of questions about Space Jam, too. One, kids only watch YouTube. So is this movie going to be directed towards, like, our age demographic or towards kids? Because kids don't know anything about Looney Tunes. They don't know Bugs Bunny. What's going to be the storyline? Is it continuation of Jordan's storyline? Like, the Monstar is coming back? It's who's, what are the cameos, the player cameos going to be? It's very interesting. But nevertheless, we did get a chance to see the jersey. I feel like... I feel like they did the opposite of like the original jersey. <laughs> like the original jersey was mad basic, but is nostalgic. And the new jersey's like, oh no, no colors oh. too much. Like what, what color? What color do you want in it? Throw it in there. You you want orange? Throw right. it in there. Yellow, red, turquoise, purple, <laughs> blue. Like we could have toned it down a little bit. I don't hate it. Um, I do have a couple shoes that will look good with it, so I might have to cop one anyway. But I gotta see who the cameos are in it. If, it's, if there's a Wade uh, Space Jam 2 jersey, I might get that one. I gotta see how the movie goes. But overall, I'm getting more excited for it. Like, I was very skeptical about yeah. if I even wanted to... Like, I was gonna see it, obviously. But I was very skeptical about how excited I was gonna be for it. I'm, I'm starting to get more excited about it. We, ha- we haven't seen a trailer, obviously, yet, but I, I don't hate the jerseys. Right. I know everyone's freaking out. They're not my favorite. I feel like they went the opposite of the original ones in every way possible, but I don't hate them. Everyone needs to just calm down. It's, let's wait until we see the movie to see how bad they are. Right. <laughs> and, I mean, apparently it's supposed to come out July of next year. So, I mean, that's that's kind of soon. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, we, like need, we need the uh, we need theaters open first before we might be, you know, drive-in theater situation, but we'll see. Or it could just drop on Disney Plus. Who knows, right? I got that. Who knows? <laughs> All right. So, um, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles is getting a remake with Will Smith and Kevin Hart. And I am with most people um, that some movies don't need to be touched. This is one of them. I mean, this came out like, oh gosh, like in, I think 87. And uh, the original was just done so long. I mean, it starred Steve Martin and rest in peace, John Candy. And these are two legendary comedians. Um, the reason why I feel this way, Joy, is because with, with two people like Will Smith and Kevin Hart, I feel like they're putting them in the movie together because they're both so talented. It makes me wonder, like, why not? make an original movie with them. They're A-list actors who people love and support. They have a huge fan base. This would have been the perfect opportunity to give them their own classic movie, like make an original comedy. I just don't understand like, like why that isn't even a thought. It's like these two deserve that. And I feel like I'm just kind of over Hollywood, like being afraid to step out of the box. Um, and again, this is just about this particular movie because it is such a classic. Um, but since this is happening, I mean, what can we do? I just like all parties involved just better do it justice. So I haven't seen the original, but obviously people really love that movie. And I'm kind of with you. I I don't love remakes. Like we were just talking about it. I've been very skeptical of Space Jam, the Space Jam sequel. It's not a remake, but it's a sequel. But I mean, we're, it, we can kind of call it a remake, yeah. right? Uh, look, people get very critical of Kevin Hart in movies. I say make that money and he's funny. When you start doing movies yeah. with, 
like for families and Eddie Murphy got into this space too. You kind of lose that edge from doing stand up and Will Smith's kind of always been in, in this sort of space. So, you know, I, I don't, I'm not mad at him for doing the movie either, but I'm with you, like just make an original movie. It doesn't, everything doesn't need to be remade. Now I've never seen the original movie, but I love John Candy and Steve Martin. So I'm sure it's spectacular. I, I think I'm with you on that. Like we can, there's enough of creatives out there to just make a completely original film. I'm not skeptical if it's going to be funny or not. Will Smith is hilarious. And so is right. Kevin Hart. So I'm sure it's going to be great either way, but it's like when you already have a classic classic and you remake it, then you, you add these unnecessary expectations when you could just make an original film that's great and stands on its own. And then you don't have the critics saying, okay, well, why did you remake it? Or it's not as good as the first, or they're holding you to, to the standards of that kind of comedy or whatever. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't always make sense to just remake something, but I'm still going to watch it. <laughs> I mean, me too. It'll, it'll be a good laugh. I'll just probably be very critical, of course. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, The Breakfast Club, Angie Martinez, Sway, and Donnie Simpson have all been inducted into the 2020 Hall of Fame. And it's about time. I feel like that these are all, like, these are icons. Well, Donnie and Angie, they're icons and legends. Sway, like, legend. Like, I grew up watching Sway on TRL. I remember Donnie Simpson on BET. Totally not taking anything from The Breakfast Club because they're they're definitely legendary for sure. They've only they've been on the air for about ten years now, and they have done so much for the culture. And I absolutely love them. I feel like that they've put so many people on from their shows, and I've discovered a lot of people from just even watching them. So I'm just happy to see them, the, the people who I love and adore, just like change the game and get the recognition that they deserve. I feel like it's about time. So do you agree? Yeah, obviously all of the all of them are deserving of of the Radio Hall of Fame, which is a goal of mine as well. Um, I I mean Angie Martinez is like a personal hero of mine. You remember when she made that song back in the day? If I could go, 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 go. you remember that song? No, you don't remember I don't that? Remember. I love that song. I can't I can't remember the words though, but I know the beat though. Uh, if I could go, go, go. Hold on, I'm gonna play it for you. You'll remember yeah, please play, play it. it for you. Because if I um, hear it, I'm sure I'll remember. No, I love Angie Martinez. Uh, she's she's amazing. This ain't it. But you remember this one though, right? Shout out to Andre. Yes, I remember this. Oh, this is her. Yes. Hold on, but that ain't even the one I'm looking yeah, for. I do though. remember. I'm gonna find it. But anyway, I love Angie Martinez. Obviously, uh, Breakfast Club is iconic, like culture shaping, amazing interviews, uh, influence, just powerful. It, it's it, it, and it's it's definitely it's definitely well deserved. Like, congrats to all of them. Again, personal goal of mine. So I think it's incredible that they're all getting inducted. And I gotta find the song by Angie real quick. Hold on. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, coming back to me. My toe drop. Yes, yes. Yes, I remember this. This is relevant because, you know, none of us have gone on vacation this year. 
No, but congrats to all of them. It's it's, uh, it's wonderful and well-deserved. So Drake dropped a single, Laugh Now and Cry Later, featuring Lil Durk. Uh, he shot the video at Nike headquarters, which was bomb. Uh, he has some guests, of course, Kevin Durant, OBJ, and, of course, Beast Mode, a.k.a. Marshawn Lynch. Uh, I love the video. The song is catchy, but, of course, I'm biased with everything Drake puts out. I mean, I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's always amazing. He's consistent. He makes hits. So, I mean, I can't wait for the album to drop. Um, somebody did say that the video will make the best memes, and I just can't unsee it. Drake coming out of the pool, looking at the camera like, babe, is l- the funniest thing. Like, it's crazy. Baby. So I'm pretty sure we'll see some memes Baby. floating around the web. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I would say it's like maybe the anthem of the summer, but the summer is almost over. Um, Certified Lover Boy is a perfect name for an album from Drake. <laughs> Uh, I love the visuals. What I love about Drake is Drake really has so much self-awareness. Like he knows when to be funny and like he can he can be like fine and like like all lovey and R&B and then he can be a little club and then a little gangster. But he also knows when to just be funny. Like he out here doing Odell's catch and like getting tackled by Marshawn is mad funny. Shout out to Beast Mode, by the way, family. But yeah, I'm, I mean, the album's gonna be amazing, and the single is great, and the video is amazing. I mean, can you imagine just just getting whatever you want in Nike headquarters? I mean, that was a dream, girl. Right. Right. He knows it. That's why it was the video. But he's Drake. <laughs> right. So thanks so much for joining us this week for the Maybe I'm Crazy podcast. Big announcement time. Maybe I'm crazy. Fantasy Football League is back again this year. So what do you need to do to play in the Fantasy Football League with us? You need to email us at micpodcast at fox.com, micpodcast at fox.com. Send us your name, your location, and your occupation, and, of course, which NFL team that you're repping. We have, I believe, eight spots available, so make sure that you get your entry in right away. M-I-C podcast at fox.com. Thanks so much for joining us this week. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on our social media pages at Maybe I'm Crazy Pod. And you can listen to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartMedia app, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And we'll catch you next week. Maybe I'm crazy, maybe I'm not. Ooh.